Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is newsreader Radio Gaelska and part of the Gale Talked, the massively successful TikTok collective, Pauline Nikagey. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> we're very excited to have you. I know. Because you have picked a very special topic and it's special because it's the first ever Juvenalia topic that came out after I was an adult. Which makes me feel very so is, young. We're, we're crossing the Rubicon. It makes me feel very old. So somewhere in the middle is Sarah. I'm glad to have um, you in this <laughs> crisis. Yeah. Please tell us the amazing topic you've brought to us today. I have chosen as my topic Hannah Montana. And Hell yeah. Best of both worlds. Oh, Let's do it. Yeah. Of course. It is It is just my life. I mean, the whole country girl wanting to escape and then become like a massive pop star. A dream that died mm-hmm. whenever, you know, I realised I couldn't really sing on stage in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a dream nonetheless for, you know, a small child stuck in rural Donegal, just desperate to be like, I can be famous. I want to be an actress, but I also want to be a singer. And, you know, just that performance uh, oriented a child that's like, pay attention to me. <laughs> so for people who are my age, who just know Hannah Montana as a name and like an explosion of pink and glitter in a corner of pennies, what actually happened in Hannah Montana. What was the concept of it? Start at the very beginning. Yeah. In the beginning, uh, Miley, Miley Stewart is this like 12 year old girl who has just moved from Tennessee to Malibu in California, uh, which was the pinnacle of cool when you're 12. Uh, mm-hmm. And she is trying to progress her singing career, but Miley Stewart doesn't want uh, the same sort of fame or like uh, throughout her whole life so she wants a little bit of privacy too something that like just doesn't happen anymore and like the whole concept just would not work like in the year 2021 because of social media and like everyone stalking your every move but basically she creates along with her dad they create this character Hannah Montana and she's the pop star Billy Ray Stewart right that's yes, it Billy Ray Stewart <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and uh, he uh, and his his alter ego also for being her manager is Robbie Ray because they all need alter egos because the whole lie would unravel if they didn't but anyway they make her Hannah Montana she has this pop star life and then she goes home and she's just plain old Miley Stewart who is sort of nerdy has a few friends isn't massively popular and just the whole thing is four seasons of phenomenal TV (laughs) (laughs) so hmm it was a Disney Channel show. It was, and I didn't have Disney Channel. <laughs> we 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 weren't allowed Disney Channel when we were growing up because Sky was mm-hmm. an expense that was just like, nah, like we're not going to mm-hmm. use it. And in fairness, we I were don't really know anybody who had Sky. I really don't. I feel like there's like a small handful of people. And sometimes I meet people. I meet people on the show who had Sky, and I'm just like, wow, what was it like what? growing up in the lap of luxury? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like we were quite outdoorsy children anyway, and we didn't watch like that much TV. We watched like the same religiously at six o'clock every single day but apart from that like they saw no need for us to be inside watching sky and rotting our brains so uh we had one friend who had uh sky and therefore the disney channel and i also my grandparents who lived uh in the north they had sky as well so whenever i would visit them i would literally just sit about like two meters from the tv or even like closer just be like just 
I think it's why I have glasses. But uh, I would sit so close to the TV just watching episode after episode of Hannah Montana. And when I was younger, it felt like there were so many episodes. But as I grew up and I looked, there was only like four four seasons. But it just felt like they, they played them so often and I would just miss. Like, I didn't watch any of them chronologically, like at all. <laughs> so uh, I would sit and just just consume Hannah and just be like this is what I want to be like this is the performer in me wants to go out and this is my life now somebody send me to stage school they were like we're not sending you to stage school so <laughs> that's basically how I grew up and that's how I got access to it the other way was um, we had a computer in the house and it was a less than legal <laughs> way Does, do you remember Project Free TV Yep. No. It was yep. one of, it was one of the original it was one of the original like things where you could go in and every episode of every season was on so you'd like see all of friends, you'd see all of Hannah Montana. And like when I was younger I just didn't know like whether this was kosher or not. I was just like, Yeah, it's grand, I'll see all the Hannah Montanas. It's like the perfect. early mega video apps and yes. things where you'd just be like, This oh, is yeah. how I can get things. Like, Hot this single would, like, ladies that- in my area. And viruses oh my God, on my computer. Unbelievable flashing away in the corner, like, you know, absolutely. You've watched 70 minutes of video, please take a five minute break. Yes. Oh, and, oh, oh no. there's it's one like simple Angelus trick. for kids who yeah. grew up online, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, between, me- I-, I got so good at finding all those dodgy links, like a skill that nobody has anymore because we've all gotten so used to streaming services just providing. They don't us know they're content. born. They I don't know. know they're born. Oh, no. I'm spoiled. I, I can't, I no. can't even begin to think about torrenting anymore. I just wait. I'll just wait. There's, no, there's enough. I know, like, and like fine. you're just not going to put yeah. that pressure on yourself to just try and find a link <laughs> and then sit through like an ad or wonder if this one's actually going to work or like just be mm-hmm. I don't know porn halfway through. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so that was uh, probably not the best thing for what what age was I like ten? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Hannah Montana started in 2006, which meant I would have been nine when it started so I probably would have been around that age or like 10 years old whenever I started consuming it which is probably why like it was such a big thing for me because at that age everything you consume is such a part of you oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah so I think I think that's why it it was Mm. so important to me and like to my friends growing up as well like we still bond over Hannah Montana like Mm. and I remember when the film came out we live 45 minutes from the nearest cinema uh, it is in Letterkenny and we are out in the sticks and the fact that I was allowed to go to the cinema with my friends on the bus take an afternoon off school because that was the only time we could go that suited buses and my mother allowed me to do that like that just goes to show like how important this thing like, we all went home we were like please this is the single biggest pop culture event of our lives we have to go. <laughs> so it's the it's the real life itchy and scratchy movie. It literally is. Like and yeah, yeah. and we we went out on the John McGinley bus. We went out like in the morning. We sat and we got McDonald's and we got our popcorn. And we sat in and we had the best cinema experience of our lives. And it's so think, wholesome. I know. Like four <laughs> small country children all speaking Irish to each other, talking about Hannah Montana. All speaking Irish. <laughs> It's just the whole thing was just nuts. And like to this day, I I could dance the Hoedown Throwdown, which is a song and dance from the film. Like I I still know it completely off by heart. 
it ingrains itself in you, man. It is there like, are things I was not a movement oriented child, which I feel like is a very kind <laughs> way of describing how I was. Um, but there are there are dances from that era of dances, you know, and I feel like the Han- the, the sort of the, the Disney Channel the boom wave boom clap boom de clap de clap. Yeah, Everyone yeah. could do that. Or like, like steps are a hundred percent before your time, but like goddamn, like I uh, don't know how I know. song as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. that like like they the were all calculated very. But I guess that kind of comes back with like within TikTok, like that kids still love to do a bunch of hand shapes. You know, <laughs> there was just mercifully nobody fucking watching us. The late 2000s were a terrible time for hand movement oh, yeah. songs. Like we just had such a like a lag period of like there were no dances to songs and nobody watched music videos anymore. But now we're just back Perfect. because of TikTok. Until Beyonce invented dancing with the countdown video in 2010. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yes, yeah, but at least no, no. At least there was no record of our attempts. We, we all just had to. We all yeah. were just. <laughs> able to be awkward and sad in abject peace which i feel like again <laughs> was another massive luxury afforded to all of us just not knowing yeah. how to do makeup like a normal 12 year old not looking class mm. just there's yeah. there's children don't have an awkward phase anymore because they just know how to do makeup they have the youtube tutorials but that was just peak awkward phase it's like when you look back at the disney channel outfits like we were all wearing dresses with like jeans underneath we were all wearing and little like, skinny mm. scarves yes and the multiple were, the belts little skinny scarves yeah yeah because <laughs> so, in 2006 that was sort of when there was like a sort of a like a i was just starting college that year so it was just like a sort of a new rave emo was happening in in that end of the teens and in the early part of the teens there was still a lot of skirts over jeans and a lot of skinny scarves very and like avril really dodgy fringes like yeah ta- everyone and, wearing a tie over a t-shirt but, why yeah but that was that was also happening for people who were like 18 19 as well oh, do you know what i mean it was the, yeah. it was because of the oc upsetting. and all the oc actresses it was they all yeah. had the same oh um the, it was the same woman dressed all of them andy olsen's oh, around God. them and she was a skinny scarf she has uh, a lot to answer for i was gonna oh, <laughs> you took yeah. the words out of my mouth and it's yeah. like who is she who is she i look her up come on yeah. the first episode of, of Hannah Montana does revolve around a, a skinny scarf oh really that uh yeah, the, I watched I watched like four episodes in full and then jumped around a bit and watched a bit of the movie for this. First episode, uh, Lily breaks into Hannah Montana's Sorry, dressing yes, room. Sorry, yes, and she wants the scarf steals, off the reel. steals her scarf. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It's and it is this so skinny gold scarf thing. It's exactly what you're describing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's got yeah. sequins down it and it's like two-tone, but like it's still mm-hmm. really skinny and like you put it on and like it provides no heat or any sort of fashionable <laughs> value to the outfit yeah like it could be used as a belt also which is another thing that happened in that era like your scarves mm-hmm. were just multifunctional but yeah that's that's where that's where that sort of led me to whenever i was that age so you were dressing up and you're trying like trying to do makeup just slapping some dream map mousse on your face oh, wow. <laughs> and like i lip can gloss. see it when you I can see it when you open the and little jar. Congealed. And all the <laughs> all of the potential, but <sighs> none of the ability to apply it or understand it, you know. Zero follow-through and the quality. And in the television show, the kids do look like kids, which is kind of assuring, it's right? Comforting. You, know? like and you don't get that anymore. No, like the Stranger Things kids, every so often I do a rosary for them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but within the sort of the Miley Cyrus Disney industrial complex at that juncture they just look like children which is and sort of awful like because yeah. they were put through these like insanely long days and like like why aren't you in school like and you look back yeah. at the first episode and they're all just 
so young and you're like how are you all okay like well, well you know mm. Miley you know, had her moments but like they're all like reasonably fine which is insane and but I remember okay this is <laughs> I bought Miley Cyrus she was such an important figure to me I bought her memoir that she wrote at 16 years of age she had oh, a memoir mm. at 16 and it was called Miles to Go because she was like self-aware that like she was only 16 and writing a memoir and like the first page was all about hands and she was like I just find hands so interesting and I just think they tell so much about a person and I was like I also find hands interesting now that's a thing that I also will notice from now on about people (laughs) that is oh this is a quirky personality trait that I can absorb and use see she was probably smoking marijuana by then oh definitely that this is one of those things where a younger child imitates what they think is normal adult behavior, but it's actually a stone person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're just all waving our fingers in front of our faces. I remember, I'm not yeah. sure if I talked to this on here before, but I used to have a Bon Jovi video when I was, that was like their singles and it was intercut with um, behind the scenes footage of them at a concert. Okay. And the behind the scenes footage was really weird. They were just, they seemed like very strange men with very high energy. And now I watched it back like now as an adult and I go, oh, they're all on cocaine. <laughs> yeah. that, they're, they're, they're cocaine, they're 80s oh, rock cocaine men. drugs. Yeah. Yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't have been trying to imitate those cocaine men. Oh, uh, yeah. well, you know, wh- when, you're, like ha- when you're a child, in the 90s, yeah. you have the energy mm. to emulate a mm. man on cocaine, I, I assume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. you're just like, yeah, I can be full yeah. of energy too. Why are you, mm. I don't know, disappearing every five minutes? But um, yeah, so that uh, that was insanity. And in the memoir, she talked about how like she was really severely hypoglycemic, which is why she was so skinny. Like she had eating disorders and everything else because... And then she had really bad skin because obviously she's a teenager and they kept covering with stage makeup so it would just make it worse. And she just said that she, like for years, like she just felt awful about herself and like she thought she was too skin, too, too fat. And then she thought she was too skinny because she'd been told she was too skinny. Like if you look back, like she's just, she's only a wee slip of a thing like. And um, th- then she just had the, the hypoglycemia as well. So she had to be so careful about like her lifestyle and then to have all those heavy days on top of it. Like I just felt so bad mm. when I was reading that. I was like 12. I was eating and I was like, this poor child. I was like, oh, OK, like you're four years younger. But anyway. And like she actually had her dad in the show with her. So like the other Disney stars did not even have that level of protection. Like I know. And so it could have been a lot worse for her than it was it could have and I think yeah. I think that was probably her massive saving grace that like Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus mm-hmm. knew what everyone was like and like he he was famous before so he knew how to handle it so that probably mm-hmm. provided her with loads of I don't know like comfort or I don't know like just even some foresight into what was going to happen to her mm. but uh, anyway like the the between just being obsessed with Miley Cyrus and being obsessed with every single bit of her music like I remember uh, on my wee iPod shuffle like I had all of her songs like every single one like from the Hannah Montana <laughs> franchise and then her like her um, she released was a breakout in 2008 so that was like after like two seasons of Hannah Montana she was like yeah moving away from the Hannah Montana thing because she had like albums as Hannah but this was like her just Miley thing and on breakout, I was I was looking this up before I came on. Three absolute tunes, seven things. See you again, and fly on the wall. Now seven things was 
Oh, it was just like everyone was like 12 years old screaming, scream singing, <laughs> like about like being like messed up in a relationship <laughs> that they'd never <laughs> experienced. And she's like, she's like, I hate that I love you. It's like, why wouldn't you like shift me at the Kaylee? You know? <laughs> so um, you're treating me so horribly by not talking to me at school. You know, that's 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 where we were at. I mean, like. 12 year olds are the most dramatic people on the planet. Of course. I just because they, they ha- they're just they're purely they're no, there's no actual like romantic trauma in their lives. <laughs> like, so it's all imagined and heightened from like Hannah Montana and Saved by the Bell and probably Ross and Rachel and Friends is your idea of what relationships are like. Yeah. And so, I, only, I was only tweeting about this the other day because I was listening to Ali and AJ and I was just like, there's this uh, the the potential breakup song which contains the energy of a 12 year old who's just like uh having a wee tantrum (laughs) yeah give me my things back it's my birthday and you never said anything to me and then absolutely every woman in their mid-30s who was like staring emptily into the middle distance being like i can't I can't believe this is still like it contains both of the energies of yeah. those romantic situations, yeah. but the power and the ferocity that like you you know teenagers and like you know that sort of Disney share. industrial yeah. complex. Yeah, I think that there's a balancing point. It's a bit like you know, it's I think a bit like Olivia yeah. Rodrigo now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like or the further you get from like twenty-two, I don't know her, the more you feel it. Because she keeps coming up. She keeps coming up on my internet, and I'm like. Bypassing this one. No. <laughs> Bypassing she's, this one. She's the one to check out. She is very good. Is she? She, she, oh, she genuinely is. is. Yeah, like, yeah. And I was sort of impressed yeah. because Hannah Montana started because of High School Musical. It was like off right. the back of that say, like, like, musical success. Yeah. There was like that whole like performance. Like the kids love the music. And like obviously it led to like Big Time Rush and all the later Disney Channel things that I just didn't watch because I still didn't have Disney Channel. But I was also <laughs> a bit too old for them as well. But like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was miles too old, but I had I still had like a, there's a couple of wee little bangers in the High School Music soundtrack. Of course. And every so often they would appear in my life and I'd be like, that kind of goes off, man. And I had no idea what the... I didn't hadn't seen the film, but I'd hear the songs knocking around and be like... But there's no way that you can't walk into a room full of people, no matter what age they are. Like, maybe you're talking like, I don't know, like maybe the cutoff is like 40s or like 50s. But like, if you walk into a room full of young people and go, we're soaring. And like, literally at least like half of them will respond with like flying from High School Musical. Like, it's just one of those things that like everyone has ingrained in them. It lives in the them. back of everybody's heads. But yeah, when it, it has, comes on it, it, in the nightclub. It, it's osmosis. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it comes on in the nightclub and everyone goes absolutely mental because like it's it's one of those things like it has the pure nostalgia and it also is a massive, massive bop. It has both. Yeah. It has both. So hang on, is Olivia Rodriguez also a Disney Channel child? She is because she is in yeah. High School Musical, the musical, the series, which is sort of like a mockumentary. <laughs> Yeah, it's a yeah. Huh. High School Musical, the musical, the series. It's like that sounds like an irony, my friend. That sounds fake. <laughs> I know. It's Disney Plus are not getting enough credit for the weird, weird shit they're doing on that channel. I know, including High School, the musical, the musical, the musical, <laughs> the series, yeah. the series. Yeah. Because uh, it's actually like a it's a pistic of High School Musical. Like it's a it's a mockumentary style like thing where they're in the high school where High School Musical was filmed. Like and they're sort of it's a it's really self aware. 
Huh. So uh, Olivia mm. Rodrigo was actually a really good actress. And then when she came out with the song, I was like, this is actually a banger. But like I had one of her songs already, which was, um, oh God, what is it? It's so good. All I want. It was like, it was massive on TikTok. And it just like, it's still in my Spotify likes. Like it's really good. Every so I cop, I, I walked, I walked heavy shouldered away from TikTok in December. And I've just decided to use other people's accounts as a filter for me because it started being spooky <laughs> so I was like I'm actually I'm actually so good for ghosts thank you um, the algorithm was starting I think to kind that, of that's your algorithm maybe you should just refresh that <laughs> yeah it got a bit not great and uh, so I, I know I fully got rid of it but I do feel like I'm missing the bangers because I found loads of really great songs through it and it's a lovely vehicle for just tunes that you never would otherwise find at all but it's completely changed the music industry like Oh yeah, and it is. yeah. It's because like if you weren't on TikTok whenever uh, the pandemic hit, like in March, and you were just listening to the radio, you would just think like, oh look, these are all just new songs. But if you were on TikTok, you were like, that's a TikTok song, that's a TikTok song, that's a TikTok song, and they were all. That's top got of the a real charts. good fifteen seconds. That's got a real yeah. good fifteen and seconds. And every you the fifteen seconds, and you're like, you get to the bit, and then you yeah, do like, like your dance. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, the it's like now with. Kiss Me More by Doja Cat whenever that bit with SZA comes on and you're like ding do you know like that's the bit you wait for in the song and there's only one of them I got out on the first Doja Cat round man you see some gone since December so I feel like I'm missing a whole lap of music okay. now you know and if I yeah. go back in I'm like I kind of don't know I feel like if I go back in I'd start a new account do oh you know? definitely if like I can't be going back up. in with that algorithm no I didn't <laughs> like it like it was super weird I liked for a while I was really into like potato TikTok which is a very Irish stereotype thing to say is, but like yeah. I would just get reams of videos of people cooking potatoes in different really compelling unusual ways that's where I want to be people love that's making videos live. about like how to make the perfect roast potato and you're like well how yeah. many perfect ways are there because everyone's claiming but Never I don't know who's me, legit. Man. I love watching those. That, that's me. I'm I'm all of the those crisp. views. That's me. I just <laughs> want to watch them and I want to listen to the little noise that they make. Oh, and then when they smash them under the fork and you're like, oh, and you're there at three o'clock in the morning, absolutely starving for some roast potatoes, and you're like, I wonder if we got anything in the freezer or will I have to make these? <laughs> but um, yeah, like TikTok, I think as a platform yeah. is sort of dying at the minute anyway. Like I think it's gone no the way. way. Really? I, yeah, already. I, think, I know. As a young person. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think people are starting to slide off it and I think that is also the effect of the reopening but I think it comes Quite. to like a scenario in a lot of these um, online social platforms Instagram has sort of bypassed this but with things like TikTok once uh, like a certain like set of people becomes so famous from it like then the market is sort of oversaturated. Too many people are making videos. Nobody's getting the same amount of followers. If you last year got a million views on a video, you would get at least like 50,000 followers off the back of that. Like even if it was your only video because people were just follow happy. Whereas now mm. you could get like 5 million views on a video and you go into their page and they have like 8,000 followers. There's just no follow through anymore. And the people who are mm. famous have gotten famous and there's nobody else who's going to be a big TikTok star. It's a bit like YouTube. YouTube did that. Yeah. Like yeah. there are massive YouTubers, there are now massive TikTokers and the platform now is dwindling. And they're all fifteen. Yeah. They're all tiny mm. children. And mm. so for me that's alienating and frightening. Yeah. Like, mm. you know, I'm just like I really don't need to be looking at anything a fifteen year old is doing. But like, I, I just don't. I think what's stuff you know? and this goes back to my massive uh, attention seeking deficit or whatever that I had because of the love of Hannah Montana. Uh 
I think I always felt really hard done by because I was born in 1997, right? Which is sort of too young whenever YouTube started. Oh, you're Spice Girls old. You're just, am, you'd say yeah. the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. That's Spice awesome. Girls and the Titanic. Uh, the what? film, not the what actual. What a combo. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's a real cultural reset. Um, but yeah, yeah. Literally was... a cultural reset. Yeah. <laughs> so That's the actual proper rising sign. Astrology is not. It's what came out the year you were born is who you are. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. And yeah. I'm like who framed Roger Rabbit old. I'm 1988. Mm-hmm. Oh so I'm Hulk Hogan winning the WWF 80s. championship for the first time old. Wow. Yeah. 80s babies. Uh, mm. uh, yeah. The real deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Mary McAleese became president the year that I was, or was it Mary Robinson? Oh, that's no, baller. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was McAleese. Yeah, it was yeah, McAleese, yeah, yeah. 97. Loads of stuff happened yeah. in 97 because whenever in quizzes mm. now that I say, like, it's like, what year did this happen? Was it like 96, 97, or 98? Nothing happened in 98. Uh, and everything happened really in eight, happened 1997 in like, yeah. like oh, the Magla Laundry's closed in 1997 97 was like a watershed yeah. moment it was mad mm. so it was like brilliant year turned. excellent yes yeah, excellent year but, but I was too young to start a YouTube channel whenever uh, I was at home I was too young and, and awkward and too young for Vine as well yeah, too, yeah you're too young too for young Vine, for Vine too, too young for YouTube shit. too old for TikTok yeah. whoa yeah because to yeah. me you're a baby you know yeah. like you're exactly the perfect age I'm, I loved being 24 do you know what I mean I like well, I loved it great it was such a great you can go outside well, I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was like I was living in the I States and working as a house cleaner you know <laughs> I did not I get 23 like, yeah that's well look it's you, you missed out a couple of hangovers maybe you can make up for them you know I know well they but just like, get worse just, oh they mm. oh they sure are and will <laughs> they're, they're just gonna get worse um, but at the same time though like that's a it is literally children and that's when I started getting like that's not when I left TikTok but I had this turn of the head moment where I was like looking at clothes and I was like oh man I wish I was like you don't want to look like you're 15 you don't want to look like yeah, you're, and like like you're 18 it's, it's years insane, than you are what the fuck like you find uh, yourself comparing your body to these like literal children you're like oh my children. god I'll never be that skinny and you're like what no stop stop it like and then you're you know just what? I literally for, was like, when I was a child, I'm so good for that. Yeah. I'm fine. I don't yeah. need that again. I know. Um, so you're right. The, head, the, the sort of. Oh, yeah, we suffered. We're, <laughs> it's all good. We had Kate Moss. That, oh, my God. Yeah, there you go. Mm. You're the. There's, mm. They're still in that band. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, there's a. That's so interesting that you say that, that it's already found its ecosystem. Yes. You know? It is saturated, and I don't think anyone else will get in there and be as famous <sighs> as the people who are famous there. Or is the point? Like, everybody who's going to get a TV show off Twitter has gotten their TV show off Twitter by now yeah. as well. You know, that kind of thing. All of it's the voices ev- of our generation have been, f- yeah. have been found yeah, from Twitter.com. Yeah. You know what I mean? Voices are closed, <laughs> son. Come back yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, no, literally. Okay, we're done. We're done. We're done here. You like, know? wrap it up, folks. Like, we found them all. <laughs> yeah there was no other talent so it's like the it's like a if a new like humor me if it's like if when a new like if you walk into a completely empty island that only has like you know a couple of cows and a couple of trees and is uninhabited and you roll up Mm -hmm. with your big ships and you're like we are going to build a civilization in this previously uninhabited patch of land from scratch you know like pretty clear that there is an there'll be a phase at the beginning where everyone decides what they do you know yeah like people will decide what some of us are gonna like you know build houses some of us are gonna farm some of us are gonna i don't know like paint pictures and shit and some of us are gonna stand up on a podium in front of everybody else and tell everyone what to do and that system 
implements itself it's like in a it's like in a garden you know like there will be flowers that grow a certain height in a certain way and like insects that will like fly through the air and be beautiful to look at and ones that will go around under the ground making sure that everything like ecosystems decide themselves and you can't really just walk into a garden and go okay worms you guys got some more followers let's fucking go (laughs) one of you will be the cool worm the best worm and now is your moment like that's actually done man that would want to be an exceptional worm yeah to match like, the power of a butterfly whose role has already been decided do you know what i mean i feel like that's way that's out there but you know what i'm saying do you know bella porch do you know the girl who did the head bobby thing she is the, the only person who broke the the ecosystem she came in and she was like i'm porch. gonna be the tallest the flower like what you the know? fuck is the crack with her man she's like gives me extreme robot energy oh my god she's like like she has serious like industry plant vibes doesn't she like it is CIA plant man sorry nobody nobody's <laughs> listening can see the face I'm making but like it's it at least 80% intense. eyeballs and I think uh, your your yeah. analogy there was probably the deepest thought that anyone's had about TikTok ever so congratulations on that I never stopped thinking about TikTok I'm not even there anymore <laughs> but like it's rent free. a yeah rent free forever like didn't think but like it's always there you know once you've gone there you do yeah once you've gone there you do and watch me at 33 years of age do a dance in front of anybody that I'm not getting heavily paid for get the fuck away from me Um, but like it does become this strange landscape it's like a country you can't come back from Mm -hmm. and it's a visual language that you you fucking cheering an oak man you put your foot in the ground and you're out you know um, that's when you reveal think, that you're over 20, 22 on TikTok. <laughs> They're like, Ew, I'm nine. You're old. I'm, yeah, I'm nine years old, bitch. <laughs> like, where's my, like, where are my million followers? Shouldn't you be at your job? <laughs> uh, Why are you on TikTok? Very, oh, Karen, like, like the Renaissance. And, te- and the, the, the discourse there, like the world of the comments there is very intense, right? Oh, like they're, they're, I've had one good TikTok which I'm not in, thank mm. fucking oh. God. But my very attractive husband days were in a sushi restaurant in Tokyo and a little train brings him over some sushi. Yeah, I've seen that video. <laughs> and in the background, the music is like Tom's the Tank Engine with rap over it. It's like a very, very it's heavy that, it's Tom's the, is the Tank that, Engine. Is that Biggie remix with the Thomas the Tank yes. Engine? Mm. Class tune yes. as well. Like and I actually had to download good. that off YouTube because it kept getting stuck in my head and I was like, I need to have it it's in my ear. It's a little banger. It's a little banger. And I remember being like, well done me. Well done me. Like, I know because I, I looked into Thomas. like 30,000 followers, 35,000 followers wow. on TikTok just from pure like I had like Are they nice? Three video- they're, yeah, they're ni- like none of them are around anymore like because everything I oh. post now because I got serious stage fright once I did get those because I posted about yeah. me taking in turf and all the Americans thought this was insane. Like, <laughs> so Thanks. I got like yeah. and then they found out I spoke Irish and they're like whoa who is this lady and then you get uh, like you get all the usual things like oh can you teach me how to speak irish or what are the best resources and everything else i'm just trying to live my life like i'm not here to teach you just let me enjoy a platform where i just talk about my life in a language that i want to they're quite demanding from what i can gather like Like, i had even in my brief foray into tiktok i was like you are not warm where is part two Mm. like you know 
yeah where's part two <laughs> like which restaurant is this yeah you know like i'm like oh, where did you get that no, top? man i was on holidays yeah, yeah. like there's a serious intensity to yeah. it as a realm but that's which, sorry, society all man. the way back to hannah montana yes this is why hannah montana story no no we always do this uh, it's all related it's, yeah, yeah. it's all in the it's all in the blanket it's all good but like you hannah montana is the truest fantasy it's the elena ferrante Yes. Elena Ferrante is this novelist who like no one knows who she fucking is and she's this like wildly best-selling novelist like hugely famous all of her novels are hugely anticipated it's a pen name no one knows who she is and I feel like the New Yorker tried to out her once and everyone was like fuck you yeah we don't know who she yeah. is yeah nobody read yeah. it same with when they had a, dr- had a drill that drill time. that no, was I it that was the one I, I, I don't see it I yeah. simply I cannot see it I can't I, pretend oh, I, can't read. I do not see it like yeah. like <laughs> I don't know who fucking drill is I he also didn't have an MTV show as far as I'm fucking concerned I don't I'm not sure for the tweets man um mm-hmm. but like I think that the truest fantasy of of that particular story is being able to have two selves being able to no obviously mm. the drama is in the conflict of both worlds crossing yeah. over um, and will you be found out and ooh, it's, it's a really Tough romantic yeah. double life fantasy that you somehow get to have everything you want and then you get to go home again oh I mean the title song is called best of both worlds for a reason it's not called ah. yeah. You good know. stuff and some consequences yeah. <laughs> I struggle I'm with super tired myself. all the time yeah yeah <laughs> my and god so, I'm emotionally so, spent <laughs> it's so shitty that like the whole fact of Hannah Montana exists means that Miley Cyrus can never ever have that life <laughs> yeah like she's like living she's living out this fantasy of her self-inflict well I mean get yourself a wig and call yourself Millie like you know this is not, <laughs> yeah. that's not that fucking hard bitch like I mean she did shave her head funny. and strip down to her brown pants and then twerk on Robin Thicke who is a problematic this is yeah. literally what I Oh, okay okay Robin Thicke though that every so often that song rolls back into my life and I very quietly kind of goes off like it, it like, goes off it's it's real good though it's a good song <laughs> fuck that guy oh, like fuck I'm so conflicted guy. but I'm having a good time oh, such a problematic fame such a banger but like yeah she like she literally did her bones are part of the world now like we know exactly what she looks like like there is a sort of a a, a huge surrender in that into who she became later on and now in the way that you dreamed of being able to have oh I'm putting the beat sound again sorry I'm not sorry, clicking them um, I think that now kids nowadays they don't dream of having a separate life oh they no, dream of being no. Charlie D'Amelio and like having who is, every single move online for everyone to see like from a really and moving really perfectly age. and moving perfectly and virtuously and never making a mistake oh and never being can't being Oof. uncancelable you that know? every part of your life is kind of worth someone watching yeah like there's no like like you don't Downtime. Nobody values downtime or just do yeah. things for themselves. Yeah, everything else to be romantic. I've been playing guitar, playing for like a year now. Never put it online, but the occasional picture on my pedal board. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's not. I'm, I'm not good at it. I'm not good trying to. Everything has not to be trying. romantic. Good at it. It's, it's it just for be, fun. Like yeah, yeah. you have to be perfect at it for the first, like from the first time you start it, because there nobody sees all the practice that goes into things, and like nobody mm. sees all like the work you put into things. All they see is like. That, that you've recorded like all the best bits of your life and put them together and now you're something aspirational and like, I'm going to read you a horrible like Margaret Atwood quote do it I'm going to read it. you a horrible Margaret Atwood quote on this exact thing and every so often I remember this and I'm like fuck off Margaret but this is <laughs> uh, I, I, I think this is it right 
male fantasies, male fantasies is everything run by male fantasies up on a pedestal or down on your knees. It's all a male fantasy that you're strong enough to take what they dish out or else too weak to do anything about it. Even pretending that you aren't catering to male fantasies is a male fantasy. Pretending you're unseen, pretending you can have a life of your own, that you can wash your feet and comb your hair unconscious of the ever-present watcher peering through the keyhole, peering through the keyhole in your own head if nowhere else. You are a woman with a man inside watching a woman. You are your own voyeur. So uh, that's from the Robert Bride. And yeah, and I think about that a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I look in a mirror and all I see is Margaret Atwood going, male fantasies, male fantasies. Like, shut up, Margaret. <laughs> this is all inside no your head. You are your own critic but and you are not, never free of being seen. You're never free of being seen, no. right? So I do not wish internet, to be perceived. Thank you. I d- and that's what I do not wish to be perceived is, right? <laughs> it's like, simply do not look at me. Yeah. No. Just no. Do, do not no. perceive me, but like my tweets. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy me as a brain in a jar, please. Um, but I feel like when you look at something like like Cyrus, like like not like Cyrus, but like Hannah Montana, you have a kind of a split there where you're like, here's a public self and a private self. But what the advent of the internet has done to us um, is that it has smeared the line between the two so that your private self if executed perfectly enough or funnily enough or entertainingly enough or like or something enough can become the key to being Hannah Montana you know and the sacrifice is never discussed right but that if you are good enough at being like Hannah is it her last name Stewart Miley Stewart. Miley Stewart. Yeah. Miley Stewart. Yeah. If you're good enough at being Miley Stewart and someone turns a cam- camera on you or you yourself turn the camera back towards your own form, like that you... you That can elevate you then to this like higher place. The other world. Or like another other, world and, where you're completely different from who you are and therefore change whatever brought you to that place. Exactly. So, like cause whatever made you famous is now like marketable and then you sort of don't develop as a person because you're like this is what they want this is it Mm. like one of the children was on um the new york the america tv show the one of the dancing children was on was on uh, jimmy kimmel thank you yes Yes. right so i I love the way you were like one of the dancing children american (laughs) i simply I will simply only call them what they are, which is it's Shirley children. Temple, man. That's a dancing child. Like, I am not. Tapa, I am so tapa, good. Tapa. Please talk to me. Tapa, tapa. You don't talk to me when you're fucking 21, bitch. Like, go away. Go, but like, they, be able to legally drink, you know? Yeah, or vote. You know what I mean? Talk to me when you can vote, man. Um, but she was brought on with Jimmy Kimmel to do the dancing. Jimmy Fallon, we should that, Which? Yeah. The man in the suit on the like I can't. Yeah, the other Jimmy. The, the other Jimmy. one. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was just kind of a kid in a pair of jeans and a top doing these mm. sort of really like. It was so cringy. It was yeah. like a cruise ship thing. It was like a child <laughs> getting up on stage at a talent show on a cruise ship and like, kind of doing the macarena really like just with a little thinking. wink and, but the wink is coming from a child because, 
like when you when you use the camera on your phone to like frame yourself mm. you you do that male fantasies thing right you alter it like i fucking like you think my camera isn't tilted towards me right now <laughs> come on like you know yeah, like, like you 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 literally tilt the lens right uh whereas in that moment for her it was just television so the, the lens is not tilting for you man you just are gonna You're look like a kid and i think seen and I think for all of the criticism that can be leveled at the Disney Channel, of which there is like heaps and heaps, <laughs> that show is full of kids that look like kids. Mm. Yeah, and not you know like many adults that are like yeah dressing mm. like these like fashionistas and like why since when did we all get our style from the teenagers? You know, like it's like it's all been flipped on its head and now you're looking at like all these tiny crop tops that you're like this that that's not gonna hold me in <laughs> like, my dude i will give you um, i will give you our age difference in that they are all dressing like how i dressed when i made my confirmation oh my god it is 1997 is a weird time to look at again <laughs> you know i started yeah. seeing teenagers wearing like flared pants again <sighs> that we were, we were teenagers oh, yeah and what i realized is that we thought we were kind of like being cool and edgy and adults were like impressed by us we were just depressing adults with how old they were. They were like, oh, I remember these. Yeah. My mother we were said this to me about the 70s. Into a pit of despair. But yeah, like, yeah. Those, those jeans only work in somewhere like LA because like they don't have to walk through any puddles and then the, the, the yes. water soaks <laughs> up all the way like to the back of the knee and like the bottom's all oh ripped from standing yeah. on them. And they're just like, mm-hmm. sometimes it hits your ankle and you're like, oh. We used to have to drink cups of tea. Sometimes it hits your tea. knee if they're in a really Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we used to have to drink cups of tea. And my friend Lisa, uh, Lisa Lyons, we lived in Edenmore, we used to have to drink cups of tea in her porch because her mom wouldn't let us into the house because the four of us would all be, like, rising damped up to our calves, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, with our flares. And they're like, you're not coming into this house with those fucking wet jeans. I'm after doing this floor. You can sit outside. <laughs> and you know what? She was right. <laughs> I wouldn't have let fair. you in either. Yeah. No. It was gross. Like, oh, and so, like just yeah, dragging was... all like all the puddles of the day into like a nice clean kitchen floor. Mm. Oh, it's gross. No, I know, it's but like gross. it's just mad how everything's just been flipped on its head. But that that yeah. whole like there there is no private life anymore, which means that like the yeah. whole concept of Hannah Montana just wouldn't work now. Like it wouldn't. It's a fantasy. It's not, it's not it's possible. Yeah. It's not physically possible for you to hide a part of yourself from the internet if you are that famous. But even as a private user, like it remembers everything, it listens oh, yeah. to everything. If I say to you, we all have Facebook like, memories, <laughs> or or even we have it. Like if I say if I say the word like bird food, 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 bird food. In half an hour, Instagram's it's gonna be like, gold. bitch, have you thought about? <laughs> bitch, have you thought so about fetish <laughs> Like, someone, it'll work like for that's somebody. That's gonna be cut and put on YouTube before you can even say like bird food. You know, you can just get in my DMs. But I'll, I'll give you, just give you my PayPal. But the Instagram will try and sell that back to me. Do you know what I mean? So even you as a private user enters a surveillance state. Do you know? Yeah. And your age, your demographic, like everything, corners you and narrows you. So even as a person who isn't the public eye there is still a sense of performance because you're performing for the algorithm you're performing you know what i mean yeah so there's unless you are truly offline of whom i know like four or five people who are like oh well done not yes, doing I don't. This. <laughs> and most of the people i know who are offline have gotten famous enough to let themselves be offline but they don't need to be online anymore but yeah. i always think I like handful, people and, and i don't say no personally because i don't know famous people but no you know i have a handful of updates only pals and i'm like you know yeah. what good call 
but I've also got friends who just never got into Bebo and then just were like I fucking hate this like this yeah. is stupid and I'm out I, I and had that's one, one friend growing up who didn't have Facebook and like th- that was it like we were all at school but like it turned out to be more of a pain than anything because like everything whenever I was growing up was organized through Facebook events like so if you were having a party at your house in college like you would be invited to the Facebook event or if there was an 18th there would be a page and then everyone would be like shit did anyone invite <laughs> like oh. did anyone tell that person like because you're going through the list of your friends like tick 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 and like your offline friends just like wouldn't know about it and then you'd feel really bad we, we have one friend when we were teenagers just refused to get a, a, a mobile phone okay. and eventually Iconic. we were just like it's it's so annoying that you don't have a phone that we have to constantly like ring your house instead of just texting and going we're going here we have to like find you and he's like I like to get to find me it makes me feel good like fuck you <laughs> well now <laughs> we will iconic. never invite you uh, yeah. anywhere <laughs> yeah what no I was far too insecure to be uncontactable <laughs> oh no I was the one they were like they were, <laughs> I was so insecure that people were like well if there's something happening we'll ring Alex he'll definitely be there because <laughs> he always is everywhere because <laughs> he has the most the most severe FOMO FOMO didn't exist then as a concept but I had Alan loves FOMO. to party like that's all Alan he had Alan needs then. to be where that's the people are that's all I had yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel is that you? Um, but, um, it is yeah yeah <laughs> the, oh god I was the exact same but like I have FOMO for my friends but I also have like I am one of those lucky people who like really loves my family but we used to say that like um, after this year we were all just so like piled in on top of each other and now whenever one of us like does something without the others we're all like how is it like what are you doing like is it is it good there like is there any nice restaurants and when are you coming home again <laughs> but like we have what like our we had a day where we would go like kayaking the other person would be like did you have a good time like was it good because like I, I might go next time whenever you come up can we do that again like we we call it foam off it's like fear of missing out on family time oh <laughs> so sweet uh tell me this how does hannah montana end like where does like so what happens to her she, like other than obviously turning into Miley Cyrus and in a meta kind of yeah. part but within the world of the show what becomes of her so the thing with the end of Hannah Montana is that like it ended in 2011 so I was in like second year of secondary school I think at that point or maybe third year and I was like almost getting too old for it I was still following it but I wasn't like as obsessed and like I would put it like they had like this end season where Lily moves in with Hannah and they're like in this old like ranch that they've converted into like a class bedroom for themselves because everyone on the Disney Channel had an unreal bedroom and like you'd just be like why can't Mm -hmm. I have like a, a wardrobe that like swivels around and like a bed that like has four posters and you're like well you live in Donegal you will take pine and pine is all you will be offered <laughs> it also ruins you for the rental economy forever do you know what I mean like every apartment that you walk into is just pine pine yeah. all the way down I want a princess like, tent on my bed <laughs> is this is none of this purple yeah, like sorry where is <laughs> my um where is my like a tv that's gonna just float out of the wall whenever I press a button um, I've been I've been up like a couple of kippers anyway i uh <laughs> hannah montana ends in that i'm i'm like 90 percent sure about this because like i remember watching it and then just being like that never happened this exists forever in my mind she eventually has to do what she did in the movie which is reveal who she is and then she has oh, to she gets just, away that long she has to just cope with it i think is like what yeah. they have like she tries to go to college or something 
Yeah, so I watched the last episode last night, and I can fill in your the gaps here if you want. <laughs> I, I should have, but like I, just, I almost don't want to read it on myself. Do you know? No, don't. Oh yeah, don't know because it's it's, it's, oh, no, it's all new being it, yeah. in your memory. So, uh, so she decides to reveal her true identity halfway through the final season, uh-huh. and then there's a bit of her dealing with that, and then she gets offered a movie in Paris with directed by Steven Spielberg That's with Tom Cruise, yeah. and has to decide whether to go Hannah to Stanford with Lily, or go to Paris and split up their friendship. So in the last episode, Lily decides to actually go to Paris with her instead until the very last minute where Lily's like, no, I need to live my own life because you can have another film next year. And we're, even if you're saying that you're in college for a year, you might not. Fuck so, your shadow. So Lily yeah. goes back, uh, starts sitting up their, their shared dorm room with just half of it. And then the last scene, knock on the door, Hannah, it's Hannah Montana, or Miley Cyrus. She decided to quit the film and do college instead. She only get one chance to do college with your best friend. And even though I'd only watched four episodes, I cried. Because oh it was Yay! very lovely. <laughs> The actor plays Lily from my is excellent. <laughs> oh, she's incredible. She's like she's like Jennifer Aniston in Friends level by season she four. Is like she is Emily Osment. She's a Haley Joel Osment's little sister. Yeah, and she because she had an alter eagle, to, oh, eagle, <laughs> alter an alter eagle. It's <laughs> an eagle. I wish I had an alter eagle sitting eagle. on yeah. top of like a, <laughs> like up the really, front yeah. of yeah. church. I would even more like an alter Smeagol. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be way better. I probably already do. She had her alter eagle, uh, uh, Lola Luftnagel, to like be friends with Hannah Montana as well. So they were best friends as like their famous counterparts as well. But Emily Osment, she had a she had a song that I really loved when I was in my like consume everything to do with Miley Cyrus phase mm. like she had an unreal song it's called All The Way Up like about their music video was unreal she's a class singer because you had to be in Disney Channel at that stage you had to be all mm. things to all people but she could have had an unreal career like if she had decided to, to stick with it but I think Disney just sort of put her in a box or else she decided that she was sort of done with the whole thing or I, I don't know but she mm. was like she's, she's just as a, talented a series, as Miley Cyrus of some sort but a chef yeah, yeah like mm. just as talented but just didn't get the same opportunities which is really sad but also like she was class how she was and I hope she's doing well now she seemed really sound that final season from what I watched of it it seemed like because like Miley Cyrus's like issues were kind of well known by that point and she was kind of over it it was almost as much about being a famous person's friend and Emily Osment was the main character in a lot of the episodes I watched. Yeah. And Miley Cyrus was just would do a song and she would be like the secondary character. And Emily Osment was actually the driver or Lily was the driver in a lot of the stories in that final season. But in fairness, it took them From long like, enough. That could have just been the sample I took. Yeah, yeah. It must yeah. Been, like it must be really, really hard to be like the the secondary person to this like one person your entire life. It's like having like this mm. overachiever best friend and you're just stuck there being like Oh, I suppose like you have like I don't know. You're going to Brad Pitt's leaving drinks or like I don't know, like some sort of premiere. Like I can go with you, but everyone's yeah. there to see you or like. Because like the conceit of the show is that Hannah Montana really is this talented that she is an amazing singer and entertainer and an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. Even though Miley Cyrus is only an okay actor. Yeah, if being honest, yeah. She, she hasn't acted much since. Uh, she's a much much she much better strength, singer. She's an actor, which is you yeah, yeah. respect that. But uh, mm-hmm. she. Yeah, like it's it's mad because you could see that Emily was a lot better at the acting, and Miley mm. was a lot better just being the the famous presence. Mm-hmm. But it's mad that it took them like four seasons. And do you know what? In the movie, they um they and just such a good movie. Sorry, I can't stress this enough. Like if you <laughs> haven't seen it, go watch it because it's actually like I would like I watched it like. <laughs> Maybe a few months ago, like again, it still holds up. It's class. Lucas tills in it. He needs like such a teenage heartthrob of like what you imagine would be the perfect man when you're like 16. Anyway, 
in the film they sort of discuss that like how she is juggling her friends and like how it's like it's Lily's birthday at the start of the thing but like uh, Hannah Montana is too busy like having a shoe fight with Tyra Banks in this mm-hmm. like shoe shop because uh, she was like oh I need to buy Lily really present because I'm going to be like well. oh my god like horrific like and she's like yeah. I'm going to be late like and then she lands but she has to land at this thing as Hannah and just completely upstages Lily on her birthday um, so like that is like they have a massive fight about that and then it's not really discussed that much for the rest of the film they sort of make up whenever Lily mm. like shows up as Hannah to take away from the fact that like Miley would have to like land in the hometown again or like leave to come back to be like this is a separate person <laughs> yeah. this, that's not me <laughs> like just to be clear this is Hannah Montana I am Miley Stewart but um, incredible film and like the whole relationship like was insane like uh, like the whole dynamic and then sure there's Oliver and we haven't even touched on Oliver and Jackson and Rico and all these mm. unreal side characters and like uh, talking about like remembering the whole down throwdown dance like I was saying earlier I still remember every single line of the rap that uh, Oliver had with Jackson who is Miley's uh, brother in the series and Oliver is her friend and Lily's love interest but they started this thing where like they accidentally like he spilled this queso cheese onto Jackson's famous beef jerky and like they turned it into this small business called like cheese jerky <laughs> so like this so is like and the men who Pure had the cheese and the yeah. men who had yeah. the jerky were put them both together and dude it really worked cheese jerky because <laughs> 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 that was that's all me and my this is rent how free we, my dude rent free this is how we oh, communicated at school like we just those things to just oh mm. it was incredible like we just sing that to each other still sometimes because we all re- like there's a whole like second verse that I remember too but I won't treat you to that oh, that's the, for the uh <laughs> that'll be on like uh, I don't know like my priv or my only you gotta awaken it on TikTok you gotta find you gotta find <laughs> you gotta find Hannah that's it man you gotta find the Hannah Montana uh, you gotta find Hannah Montana TikTok. they're all that's too you young <laughs> like it's just oh, there was a trend going around at the start of TikTok when I started like being like this is my time um, there was a trend where uh, it was like you would walk into a room and slam the door and then music would play on the inside but it was like when you move to Greece and like like have sex with three men but you don't know which one like and then it'd be like dun 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 like no. yeah but yeah, I yeah, made yeah. one where it was like I rocked it's like when you want to be like a normal person but you want a rock star life too it was like walked in it was like dun 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 and it was like the best of both worlds music and like the children were like what song is this and I was like <laughs> why why are you making me feel old I was only born like five minutes ago <laughs> Yes, that was the upsetting realization. They really will do that, though. So, do, so do they still like? Do they still watch it, or has it sort of faded in the way that, like, so many things when time kind of touches them, they just go, "Well, that belongs to the people who were kids then," or it does it have a kind of a a resurgence? Like, does it have stands in this day and age who are of my who are who are of Hannah Montana's age? Do you know? Like, is it gone or is it still bumping away under the surface? What do you I think? I think like it is. Oh, it's probably like. 70% of the way sort of gone they don't really air it on Disney Channel anymore so like the yeah. children don't see it obviously because they have like all their what's new on Disney Channel I don't know like 
I'm saying big time rush, but that probably ended like years ago too. Like all those people, all those men have mortgages now. Like they're not in the boy The only band. kids TV shows that I watch now are the ones that are made by extremely depressed men in their mid thirties who are like trying to work some shit out. And then it translates into sort of slightly surreal art pieces, which are somehow paid for by Cartoon Network, you know? So oh, yeah, I don't that's sort of like, meta, I, I, I'm, like oh, yeah. yeah, I'm still technically watching cartoons, but I'm just like, this you're not for children, not for children. This is not <laughs> for young. This is not for the children. There was like Hannah Montana and then sort of like afterwards, like immediately afterwards there was like or even there was an overlap like Phineas and Ferb which is a way bigger yeah. cultural phenomenon with the huge today than yeah. Montana was but I feel like it, it was just slightly later but like I never really watched Phineas and Ferb because of the Disney Channel thing and I wouldn't I'm go still- look for it it's so far past my time but I am on Tumblr and every so often like they must be really relatable because they come up so often like and everyone loves them I feel like whatever whatever's thrown onto my timeline is extremely not relatable (laughs) (laughs) for me personally I mean these folks can do whatever they need to do but every so often I'm like is that a is oh oh, that's a a duck of oh oh oh, go away yeah that's a yeah block 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 go away mute that mute that hashtag um but there is still like a thriving subculture and I guess animation sort of has a timeless quality to it but like we were even saying in the beginning you look at Hannah Montana and you go oh skinny scarves though yeah like oh, it probably like, like it hasn't dates aged, very quickly. aged well like at all and not even like in a in a like today's culture type of way it's just literally just from looking at it and how like they it's a period piece it's a period piece like and they're all like sweet yeah. niblets and you're like like dying with the cringe I think it's all yeah. those like kids comedies always just reuse parts from 50s and 60s sitcoms so they're timeless but also not memorable in a way the actual content of them wasn't really that important a lot of the time yeah and the laugh it's more tracks. about the characters and the laugh track yeah the laugh tracks yeah, yeah. yeah. and I guess and the fact that Miley that Cyrus now. isn't trying to ride the Hannah Montana wave she's trying to do her own thing probably yeah, is part of it distancing herself and like all the it. stuff she's done recently mm. is great I feel like I've seen her do some killer co- her voice is fucking brilliant oh she's like leaning she's really class. hard into that ragged butch thing that Mm-hmm. Am I um, that she's doing is is really it's really great like it's really great. it's really working for her, it's like, not like what anyone else is doing mm-hmm. yeah and and she has moved with the times and she is like still mm-hmm. relevant now which is like really difficult for someone who grew up as like a child actor to still be that relevant yep. when you're older like is yeah. is yeah. an absolute achievement. not at no cost though. oh like at a massive I cost I feel like during herself. there was a moment where she she stepped into this into line. I'm always been just very very interested in what she's yeah. doing do you know what I mean but like she really did step into um the limelight in a way where people were not kind to her mm. at all because what she was doing was challenging and kind of hard to bear at some moments it was so vulnerable you There's know always but that you, she, mm. no so do you carry on but Oh no! I was going to say like, like when you're in that Disney machine, you have to punch really hard to get out of it. So you have to like overcompensate yeah. for the Disney, and and your life is NDA'd as well. You yeah. can't fucking be like suck my dick, Mickey Mouse. You so have she to... had to do like Wrecking Ball yeah. and stuff to break it, and then settle back into ah, where Wrecking she Ball's is now. Great, oh, it's a great, amazing yeah, song. Like oh, video, very uncomfortable now. Before I didn't watch it at the time. Watch it now. Much more. This is going to sound ridiculous for a video that has her naked on a ball. It's much more sexual than I was expecting. Mm. I thought it was going to be like power for reclamation yeah. kind of video but it's not it's just it's like Terry, Richard, your male it's Terry Richardson Terry yeah, yeah. Richardson yeah and you know it was at that time that's why I was like I was thinking of Robert Thicke when we were like oh well, you yeah. want it come on and get it like <laughs> that came out when I was living in California and we had this whole running gag uh, my gang in California where we were just like it's kind of fucking goes off that way <laughs> like <laughs> low key being like fuck that guy but also <laughs> we're all done uh, but 
that was in the height of American Apparel and sort of mm-hmm. in that ter- that very particular visual aesthetic where it was so male gaze and so uncomfortable and Terry Richards such a fucking creep, you know. So it's kind of a shame that Cyrus is in enormously vulnerable moment with Wrecking Ball, which is such a banger, came through this bl- like very white glaring lens of, of Terry Richardson who's so also s- produced by Dr. Luke as well uh, so, oh, so wow. it's double it's it's just double a whole but yeah. nightmare of double or, you know? know but before mm. before yeah. Wrecking Ball she had Can't Be Tamed which was when she was still in her, her Disney phase but it was like very much like a like dark really and like to a Wrecking the, Ball yeah but like all the mothers were so up in arms about it like which is why I was no almost impressed with how she just went like well I'm here now let's just go ham on it and just do Wrecking Ball because she obviously mm. realised that like okay if I'm pissing off the mums like I'm doing a good thing for like my images and like growing up but mm. um, I had another thing I was going to say for a second but oh yes sorry about the whole people being mean to her I think like it's a societal thing and that like anything that children or the like, teenage girls like men on the internet will just shit on it mm. and I don't know when the Beatles became the dudes thing. Yeah. something I've noticed a lot mm. of a lot of men online like Billy Eilish yeah, doesn't know who the Beatles are and I'm like hold on the Beatles belong to teenage girls same with One Direction you know, like, like it was like everyone discounts teenage girls opinions on things because even though they set the agenda for pop culture and for literally there's the, the your cultural reset the world. like teenage girls are yeah. the pioneers so of powerful. culture like they're incredible taste and also an incredibly powerful consumer class mm-hmm. to be frank do you know yeah. what I mean like they will fucking spend money on shit yeah. Um, my sister uh, to out her as a directioner um, was like please listen to me they fucking own and I got I got her like a life size Harry Styles um, cut out for her bedroom like years ago it was I thought it was like funny but she was delighted oh I was, I was oh, you don't even think this I is was ironic to be a dick, but okay uh, she did but also it was like a, it was a great moment of celebration like, for my guess, mother who had to look at him night, every day like. and it was like young Harry Styles like oh, my sister's like yeah. my sister's your age actually oh. And uh, it was, uh, no, she, yeah, kind of, give or take. But it was like Harry Styles, who was younger than her at that stage. Do you know? Yeah. So she was like, fuck you. And I was like, aha. Um, but she brought me, or I brought, we, we went to One Direction together. Okay. To see them in the point. And I was like, I just kind of got to see this phenomenon. I just got to see it. Yeah. You know? And it was after Zayn had left. And uh, after Harry and uh, Lewis had stopped touching each other ever in public or talking <laughs> yeah, to each other or acknowledging each other's physical presence Larry because fandom. of Tumblr. And, oh, yeah, because of Tumblr. Fan fictions. Never, never underestimate Tumblr. It's still there. It's still kicking. It's still got power. Teenage girls. But uh, when I went into the point, I was like, everyone here is really nice and in a really good mood. It was just scores and scores of girls. Yeah. And like the odd bored dad looking at his phone. But it was so, there were so many of them. And they were very excited to be around each other in a way that felt, and I've been at all classic gigs, you know, and I have never felt more physically safe anywhere. Yeah. And they're screaming. <laughs> they're fucking screaming and lepping and going 90. But they're not kicking the head off each other and being dicks. You yeah, know, like it's there's a we're uh, all here for this one thing that we all like together, and this is the best thing that's ever happened in our teeny tiny lives. 
And I don't need to fucking punch anyone. I don't yeah. need to hit anybody. I don't need to do anything to anybody. I am having this experience with my friends. It's very wholesome. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a patronizing way. I mean that in an aspirational yeah. way. Right? So as a consumer class and as a like a site of like a, of worship, the center of fucking 30,000 teenage girls is where you want to be because nobody loves like them. Yeah. I was one. No one loves like a teenage girl. So they will they will construct you into an like an altar so tall that no one can ever match it. And unfortunately, I think that's what happened to Miley Cyrus because the second the dudes got at her, she was done for because she had been loved into this icon. But when she moved from the thirty thousand screen, I know thirty thousand is under like huge, you know what I mean. Yeah, the point it's, it's about, figure, like that, that crowd. You know, estimate. like she she had she had moved from that crowd into the world, and the world would would never love her as much as the girls who grew up wanting to be her. You know, and I think she felt the brunt of that, or we witnessed the brunt of that being laid down on her in a fucking really intense way. Yeah. Like that was incredibly moving. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I got so Sorry, sad. You know what I mean? Though? <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that's... I did love her so much. <laughs> yeah, of course yeah, you did, though. But that's great. Like, this is nothing that we can love like that and, and ever like you... again. That love is yeah, gone out like of us. Is, you know, we we are so old and cynical. Like, <laughs> just oh, it's a, and it's only coming down the line for you. Like, <laughs> like the hangover. Uh, it's only getting longer. You know. <laughs> oh no. So when I love something now, I'm like, and I can kind of tap into that electricity again. I'm like, basking. Oh it. my god, I'm still here. Take it. Take I'm it. Still all. here. You know. Mm. And with Miley, like, especially with Wrecking Ball and Robin Thicke, et cetera, et cetera, like, it was, that was my first kind of meeting of her. But even at that juncture, I could tell, because that was, I think, like, that was 2012, 13? Yeah, I think 13. Uh, 13, Yeah, 13. It was 2013. Oh, I was well online. Oh my God, I was well online by then, you know? So I could see Twitter turning its teeth easily towards her you know mm. and like there wasn't really any of this celebration and let people enjoy things yeah that we have now it was people were ready to knock her down you know it was early internet where uh, like you could just say whatever and you would just not be held accountable <laughs> the etiquette oh, yeah, is different people did yeah it was totally different people didn't talk the way they talk now but people no like the way like no. even since you thought of it as progressive the way they would talk about female pop stars T- Kesha like, like whatever Miley Cyrus Kesha. got Kesha got 50 times worse like yeah yeah but I watched out. um Miley Cyrus sing a record ball at Glastonbury 2019 the other day was and it amazing it was amazing and it it was absolutely amazing and it was her last song and you could see obviously like this is apparently stagecraft because she's been on stage and she was three or whatever but I felt like she had like reached a place of like acceptance with that and who she is now she was like she seemed really like calmed by how much they liked her and how it was like all her songs that she like worked on really hard they were being recognized as like just great american songbook songs you know as mm-hmm. opposed to a pop song because freaking ball is a fucking amazing song yeah like it really is uh, and she can't she can't sing all the high notes that she could sing then because and her voice is lower and raspier now but like i love her low raspy voice though no, it, it works seemed so well. the, i think the acceptance of a big crowd who's just a big crowd of just this huge mixed crowd that like went back as far as I could see like mid Sunday afternoon at Glastonbury. I think anybody will feel accepted mm-hmm. by that, you know. I think I'm. I felt really happy for her. Yeah, 
you yeah. know like that it yeah. turned from this thing that was used against her to something that like she mm. could have and be like I made this and it's like everyone likes it now or like everyone's singing it back yeah. to me and like there's no bad things to up here for me now <laughs> I suppose I, wa- I watched her sing I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow with a George Clooney tribute to George Clooney oh, with, a, with a bluegrass band and like I could listen to her sing country music mm-hmm. forever like it's an she has an amazing voice yeah. she, she does really her does. heart of glass that was going around mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. such just gorgeous oh, oh Debbie Harry roll over in the ditch you know <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry Debbie she's been upstage like, she sounds like it was written for her she yeah. had been like who could upstage fucking Debbie Harry when we lived in the States um, we had a really short playlist that we didn't have a car but we would occasionally rent a car to do important things and in one case it was picking up our friend Chrissy from the airport to live with us for a year in our one bedroom apartment it was fabulous and again it was around that Miley time it was 2013 and on the way home from the airport we'd built this playlist of, of songs that we were going to play driving back into San Francisco and it was fucking like Smash Mouth by All Star fucking like Santana's Smooth All I Want For Christmas Is You which are like my three favourite songs and then it was also Party In The USA mm-hmm. and suddenly the, that song took on a different quality and like I know it's such a it's such a Disney song yeah. in so many ways but like having done that weird thing of being like I'm in America was at the age that we were which was about 24 actually was very very weirdly powerful so i kind of i have a really weird soft spot for that one yeah you know like because it's it's that was america was like always this big like tv thing like when you're yeah. especially when you're growing up in like rural duddy gall oh, like yeah. you're just like i will never see malibu in my life so i'm just gonna absorb it through this and be like wow that is that is my dream and i will never give it up because you're 12 and you're like it's a fantasy yeah, it's, mm. it is it's a complete it fantasy. is your dream yeah. world and you just like and you almost don't want to go because you're like that'll ruin whatever i have in my head of it if i if i go oh it will yeah, yeah. oh it yeah. sure will so i just like <laughs> really i just want to nearly leave it there and just be like that is my yeah. fantasy land of like america where dreams come true like you know like literally like I am <laughs> like it's 1847 and I'm hopping on yeah. a boat and <laughs> but that's it it's that lovely it's that lovely boundary between worlds you know that we talked about again where it's like there and there was something about that song and all of its silliness that stuck on a weird poignancy mm-hmm. for all of we us so it. every time I kind it of hits everybody, it pops up it? my Spotify I'm like it was a party <laughs> so there was a viral video in like 2010 when it came out and it was of like just some like dirty basement punk club but when, I, when the band had finished they put on Party in the USA and every punk in the club was like getting their life to Party in the USA it's a great song yeah. when it's Bi- a really good song when Biden won people were singing it in the streets in New York oh that's it's just the, it's a celebration it's, song now it's just it's transcendent yeah yeah, maybe uh, the real party was inside us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all along. Yeah, exactly. We have actually. This is a long one. Oh it my is, god! Yeah. yeah, I feel uh, so, so honored. Big Miley feeling. Yeah. yeah. So we should probably end it there, I guess. Uh, Pauline, please yeah. plug your stuff. Where can we find plug you? Plug everything. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. can so our listeners find they you? Can oh my find god. me at uh, Pollination on like basically all the platforms: so Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to witness my 
<laughs> join my 30,000 followers who no longer no longer listen to me. But um, <laughs> and I was just thinking today as I was massively suffering with hay fever, like the whole pollination thing is like massively ironic. Whoa. Like it was a biology joke that <laughs> I turned into my, my username and now it just I suffer every summer. But yeah, pollination. I uh, I read the news on RT Radio in the Gaelic if you want to hear me speak Irish. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, that's that basically it. Like I just... I tip away and I'm living at home, so come stalk me in Donegal. I'd only be delighted to see somebody my own age. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, where can we find you? In my house, I'm mm-hmm. still haven't quite managed to get out. Um, I am at Griffsky on Twitter, at Sarah Griffsky on Instagram, which I prefer. Heavy hint. Mm. <laughs> please free me from the bird app, please. I'm so you ready. You will to never look. be I'm free so from the bird app. I'm so ready to go. <laughs> um, you can buy my novels in any bookstore, more or less. Uh, Spare and Femme Parts is the robot one. Other Words for Smoke is the witch one. Alan, where can we find you? Uh, I'm Alan underscore McGuire everywhere. Juvenalia is Juvenalia underscore pod on Twitter and Juvenalia pod on Instagram. Uh, we have a Patreon. We have successfully we're managed. So good at it, we're, get, we're getting good at having Patreon content. We're getting content. so good at uh, I'll, Patreon I'll do the content. second verse of the beef the cheese jerky thing and you can put it on, on the Patreon. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bonus the whole up. Thing. Like, I'll just upload yeah. it. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to make you send me a WhatsApp voice note of that and we're going to upload it. Like it's, that's, I will hold you to that now. Like you watch. I'll do a dance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you to Dean McDonald for our artwork. Thanks uh, Dee. Also, Final Fantasy X is bad. Dean McDonald, come at me. <laughs> So we're setting them beefs in the outros now. Okay. Um, <laughs> and this is a Tall Tales podcast. So go listen to other Tall Tales podcasts because they're all excellent. And we miss being in a studio with Cassie. Zoom is great. Soon. But soon we will soon. be back in the studio. But until then, thank you so much, Pauline. Thank you. Thank and you, Pauline. This is a dream come so true for me. So. Let us all go listen to some Miley Cyrus albums because they're very good. I, which is what I found out this week. <laughs> Yay! It's party. a party in the USA.